cliffcentral.com. This is the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogan. Stories of digital transformation in business, in relationships, and in life. There are two parts to every modern business that I believe are being impacted more than most in the digital revolution. Those are human resources, HR, and information technologies, IT. Both of these departments came into being as grudge expenses, as issues relating to staffing, hiring and firing, leave and general management of the workforce grew, so did the need to have a way of managing the process and managing the people involved in the process. Now, and then as technology took a more vital role in business, so there was a need that arose to have a department that could take care of and maintain the technology that a business was using. Now, these were no, by no means leadership departments, leadership areas. They were simply a necessary evil to keep the great wheels of industry in motion. Remarkably, though, HR and IT now sit at the forefront of our drive into digital transformation. As I've expounded many times on this podcast and through my presentations and writing, digital transformation is a two-sided proposition. It is people and technology. You cannot focus on either of these at the expense of the other. Consequently, transformation without technology is completely pointless. Transformation without people is a road to nowhere. IT used to just look after security and maintenance of physical technology. However, since technology is now developing at an exponential rate, it is crucial that IT move to a leadership role, move to a far greater leadership role in order to guide the reinvention of business models and ways of reaching customers and enabling teams to work faster and to work smarter. Today's podcast, the episode of this podcast, is going to focus on human resources. One of the two sides, one of these of the two departments taking having to take a more leadership role in every business. As the world becomes more technologically advanced, so does our need to bring out the best in the greatest resource every business has, their people. In the last 100 years, we've seen a complete reversal of the view and the treatment of people. In the thick of the Industrial Revolution, people were viewed mostly as replaceable tools rather than central to crafting and growing the future of a business. A smart business today looks to reinvent how their people work together and participate in the forward direction of a business. So with this in mind, uh, I came across an incredible article toward the end of last year that has great bearing on this topic. And I'd be very interested to hear from HR people, people in human resources on this topic, and, and how you see it from your point of view in the business that you're involved with right now. The article was written by a lady by the name of Liz Ryan, who is a regular writer for Forbes, and she's an HR specialist herself. In fact, she's been in the field for about 30 years. The article the original article you can find at the link that I'm going to put in the description of today's episode. It's titled 10 Obnoxious Company Rules to Kill in 2017. Now, having worked in HR for 30 years, um, 
she, I, I, it's interesting to see her sentiment coming out, and I loved the sentiment of what she was saying. She makes the observation that in all her years of, of experience and practice in HR, she still sees a vast number of companies following, following the rules that were carved out last century, sort of at the end, the tail end of the Industrial Revolution. So I'm going to take you through these 10 points, which she says should have disappeared long ago. And if your company is still following these rules, then now is the time to step into the modern age by killing them off. So here we go. These are the top 10 obnoxious rules to kill this year in HR. Firstly, one, get rid of any rule that links time off from work with a disciplinary infraction. If an employee needs time off to deal with a personal issue, a kid's illness, a court date, or a plumber's visit, uh, fixing the car, servicing the car, and they don't have available paid time off to cover the absence, well, then don't pay them. But do not put a black mark in their personnel file. And the reason for this is simple. You hire adults. Don't treat them like children. In the industrial age, it made sense to manage people very strictly, to micromanage them. They were getting nothing out of the job other than a paycheck. Today, trust is a hallmark of any modern business. So you need to go first by trusting your people. Number two, kill the policy that requires an employee who wants to apply for an internal transfer to get their manager's permission first. You can't stop your employees from applying for, uh, you know, for a, you can't, you can't stop your employee from applying for a job with your competitor. Now, if you make it hard for employees to transfer internally, they'll take the path of least resistance and leave your company altogether. Now, I've covered this in some length in my discussion on frictionless businesses. Every business today is either eliminating or generating friction. The digital economy demands that we move to a point of eliminating friction because where it is not eliminated, it is being created. So if you're not getting rid of the trouble in people's lives, you're creating trouble. So don't make it hard for your people. The third obnoxious rule in HR to get rid of this year is get rid of any policy that stacks or ranks your employees against one another. Vile and pointless stack racking programs are ineffective, expensive, and trust-killing atrocities. A far better culture of trust, a far better culture and trust-building exercise is to have a transformative purpose and focus the energy and attention of your workforce to living that purpose. Your business exists for a reason, and the best ambassadors for your purpose are your people. This, when, and, and when people embrace this and focus on it, it focuses their attention outside of the business, externally rather than internally against one another. Number four of ten obnoxious rules to HR rules to kill this year. Nuke the policy that requires employees to bring in a funeral notice to prove that a family member died, just to collect a few days of bereavement pay. If you cannot trust your employees at a time like that, When would you ever trust them? The crazy thing about trust is that someone has to go first. Now, as managers, as business owners, you need to go first. And the obvious issues that will arise if a culture of trust is built is that they will begin to trust you too. Number five, 
Lose the painfully detailed dress code policy that talks down to your employees with stitch-level instructions on what to wear to work. Instead, simply tell them, dress appropriately for a business office and err on the side of caution. No matter how elaborate the dress code policy is that you write, your managers are still going to have to have a discussion, to have a talk with your employees about their wardrobe from time to time. That's part of a manager's job. Don't insult all of your employees just to try, and let's admit it, fruitlessly to avoid a few awkward conversations. Mary Barra was the first female CEO of General Motors. She took over the job a few years ago. And when she took over the job, one of the first things she did in a broader effort to simplify things was to deal with the dress code. She did pretty much exactly this. A 26-page dress code policy was replaced by just two words, dress appropriately. This is a further extension of trust. When you don't trust your people and they don't trust you, There is a need to micromanage everything. When trust is prevalent, however, it's not complicated. And a statement to dress appropriately just makes sense. It is so simple. Number six, get rid of the policy that lets salaried employees stay at work, finishing projects until 7 or 8 o'clock at night without compensation or thanks. But then you give them a demerit if they walk into the office five minutes late in the morning. Now, in addition to this, I would add that we have to do our part uh, in killing the culture of glorifying being busy. A focus on our results and being productive, not just being busy. This culture encourages people to constantly work late, which produces tired, resentful people. Work is the major part of our lives, so don't make people hate it. Allow them the balance to have a full life, which includes their families and their social life. Number seven of toxic HR policies that should be killed this year. Kill the policy that prohibits your managers from giving, a, from giving glowing references to great employees once they've moved on. These horrendous policies assume that your managers are too stupid to give a reference without sliming a former employee and thereby exposing your company to a defamation charge. Are your managers that stupid? If so, then how stupid are you for hiring them? Now, this is very true. People should look back on their time with you with fondness. Let them be ambassadors for your business even though they no longer work for you. Number eight of toxic HR policies which must be abolished and must be killed. Number eight, abolish the policy that bases an employee's annual salary increase on any factor apart from the employee's market value. Across the board pay increase policies, tell your employees one thing. We're giving you all 2% raises this year. If you can get more from somebody else, you'd be foolish not to go and get it. The best employees will do so. After all, isn't it every employee's right and obligation to get paid what they are worth? Now, I don't think this needs any other comment. Um, I, I think it's fairly obvious, I would think. And then number nine out of ten of toxic HR policies to be abolished. 
Lose the policy that doesn't count or value work that doesn't happen in your facility. It's almost 2000, it's almost, well, it is 2017 now and smart employers embraced flexi time and the ability to work from home long ago. So should you. The remote office is a thing now. It's not just something that Google does or weird tech startups do. And you should do it too. Studies have shown that there tends to be greater engagement rather than what many fear would happen, which would be disengagement. And it's an, it's a curious thing. When people are sort of cooped up together, their tendency to actually talk to each other diminishes because they don't want to get caught up in, in fruitless small talk. But when they're apart, they understand the need for coordination on the big things, and so they tend to be far more engaged. And then finally, number 10 on the list of HR, toxic HR policies to do away with in 2017 Go through your policy manual and your employee handbook and get rid of every policy that treats your employees like potential criminals. The way a depressing number of traditional company policies tend to do. You and your employees are on the same side. There is no us versus them. If there is a culture of us and them in your company, your culture is broken. All the energy you might spend protecting your company against your own employees is energy that should go to serving your customers, delighting your shareholders, and making your organization an amazing, vibrant, human place to work. So focus and reward what is done right. This practice has shown again and again that that is how you build a positive culture. So that's it. The 10 obnoxious, toxic HR policies that should be done away with. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So where does your department stand on these issues? Is it stuck in the 20th century or is it moving toward the vibrant 21st century way of business where trust is the order of the day, where it's all about having great colleagues working toward a purpose that we can all embrace. And in this culture, in this environment, people tend to band together more and they don't need the micromanaging that the industrial revolution required of their people. Again, I'd love to hear you. Drop me a line, ryan at hogarth.co.za or find me on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram and let me know. I'd love to hear what goes on in your business. Uh, This is Ryan Hogarth and you've been listening to Digital Influence. You just listened to Digital Influence with Ryan Hogarth. Cliffcentral.com